<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? <clears throat> it is LJ Talks Facts right here. Twitter Facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday afternoon. I'm doing all right. This is my AEW Rampage review. Hope you guys are enjoying your day right now. And I want to um, let you guys know I'll be doing episodes the next three days. Uh, tomorrow, I want to talk about the New York Islanders COVID outbreak because now games have got postponed. For tomorrow and Tuesday, it's the only two games that have been postponed. I was at the game last night, my first time at UBS Arena. I want to say it was a great experience. It was really nice. The arena is huge, much better than the Coliseum, I would say. Like, like um, a better way to say it, it's like it's it's larger than the Coliseum. There's more room, but nothing will ever replace the Coliseum. As far as going to an Islanders game, it's just very different. You know what I mean? I'm saying like it's a better like you know atmosphere in a way, like how it's. You know, it's a large place is what it is. More space to walk around. There's elevators, more bathrooms. So it's great. Nice arena. I'm going to be going there on uh, next Sunday with my boy King MGJ. Going to see the Islanders and the Blackhawks. Um, and I'm not worried about that game getting postponed because they have a lot of guys that are, come, that are going to be coming out of COVID protocol soon. Like with Josh Bailey's already out of COVID protocol. Zizekas and Zizekas just got added into COVID protocol, but Lee should be out of it soon. Ross Johnston, Adam Pellick, Andy Green. So they should be fine to play on Thursday. And they did say if everything goes correctly tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday, they could practice Wednesday and resume playing on Thursday. So, I mean, I think either way, me and my boy Cam DJ, we're going to be fine for Sunday. I'm going with my buddy James uh, the next Saturday, that Saturday on the 11th against the Devils. So they've lost eight in a row, but hopefully things turn around. But we'll talk more about the Islanders and their COVID outbreak tomorrow. Uh, Monday, we'll t- definitely talk about um, we'll talk about like uh, all the signings and trades so far in the 2021 MLB offseason. There's been a lot of you know signings happening and a couple of trades as well. So I haven't talked about it, but now I think it's right to definitely break it all down right now. So far, let's see if any other signings or trades happen in the next couple of days. And of course, Tuesday, I'll be making my Week 13 predictions for the 2021 NFL season. So we got all episodes coming up right here. Definitely thought, you know, got to talk about the Islanders, talk about baseball as well. So, Islanders tomorrow, baseball on Monday, AEW Rampage right now. And, of course, football on Tuesday, but let's get right into AEW Rampage. So, the first match of the night was Adam Cole, baby, and Bobby Fish versus Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy and Wheel Uta, best friends. So, this was a good opener to um uh, to Rampage and Rampage, I thought was a good show. You know, to be honest, I thought it was a really good show, in my opinion. You know, definitely a twist in the second match, which I was pretty surprised about. But this match was really good, and I enjoyed it. You know, Orange Cassidy was doing his tactics. You know, I really have grown tired of Orange Cassidy, in my opinion. And I know a lot of AEW fans, like myself, have loved Orange Cassidy. I know a lot of fans still love him now. I've grown tired of him, to be honest. I really have. I've, I've really grown tired of him. Like, when he gets serious, he gets serious. But he still does these shenanigans. And I thought maybe he was going to be more of a serious character. You know, when, um... Um... Like, when he was getting really serious with Chris Statlander during a match with Britt Baker at All Out for the AW Women's World title, where he was yelling at Statlander to get back in the ring. I thought, okay, maybe he'll be more of a serious character now, but just, I don't know, I mean, like I said, when he gets serious, he gets serious, but 
I don't know. I've grown. I've grown very tired of Orange Cassidy, and I've spoken like very highly of him. It's just uh, seeing him trying to put the hands in his pocket and just doing those kicks. I know that's his shtick, but it's just I don't know. I've, I've grown very tired of it. To be honest, that's just how I feel. To be honest, I really do, and I wanted him to win the AEW World Title at Double or Nothing this year. So. You gotta say thank God he didn't, because come on, would he really draw as world champion? Definitely not. Come on. Maybe as, as TNT champion, sure, that's fine. I don't mind him winning the TNT title. That I would have no problem with, or if he won the tag team titles with somebody in Best Friends. I would have no problem with that either. But the world title, no. No. I mean, he's very over with the crowd, but I don't think he would draw as good as champion. I think people would get tired of him right away. Because they would want him to be more serious. They couldn't deal with the lazy shtick for a long time. As TNT champion, I don't think people would care. As world champion, eh, they would they would care a lot. So I'm just saying, so would I. So, um, so I'm glad that he's not world champion. He shouldn't be. And I'm not trying to knock on him. I'm just saying, I don't know. I just I don't find him entertaining as like I used to when I started watching AEW. Just it's, it's whatever. But I do like Willie Yuta. He's a young, you know, wrestler. He's had some good matches here in AEW. Hasn't had a big win just yet on Dynamite or Rampage. And I believe this was his first match on Rampage. So hopefully he gets a big win soon in the future. And I believe he will. Because I see a lot of potential in Willie Yuta as a very underrated star in this company. You know, and still with Adam Cole and Bobby Fish just waiting on Kyle O'Reilly. Just waiting on Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know when his contract expires. It's I don't know if it's before winter is coming. Because if it's definitely before winter is coming, that's huge. Because a lot of people are saying he might debut that night or even, you know, Windham is coming. You know, that's Bray Wyatt's real name, Windham. So that would be pretty funny if he debuts that night. You know, it would make sense because winter is coming, Windham is coming. You know you know what I mean? That would be kind of funny. But um, I feel like we're going to see something really special when winter is coming. Like, I didn't think Sting was going to debut last year like I mentioned. I mean, I knew Kenny was going to win the world title. I'm like, okay, he's getting a world title match on TV. You know, he it seems like it's his time. You know, he looks like he's turning heel, which he did. So I kind of had a feeling Kenny was definitely going to win. I had no feeling about Sting at all. I didn't think he was actually coming to AEW. Like, like I said, I heard the rumors, but I didn't think it was true. But it was. And I was definitely still surprised right there. Um... But yeah, this tag team match was good, and Bobby Fish definitely put on a good performance, you know. I think a lot of people have died down on the Bobby Fish criticism, because they know Kyle O'Reilly's coming. And Bobby Fish really isn't that bad of a wrestler. I mean, people give him a lot of shit, to be honest. I mean, I guess because he's very, like, um, I guess, like, I don't know, I think he has no charisma or something. I mean, I could see it. You know, does does his name really pop off to anybody? I mean, I mean, I understand that. I get it, but I don't think he deserves all that criticism when people saying he's the worst like signing that AEW has. You know what I mean? People saying that he's the worst AEW signing so far. I'm like, I think Sean Spears exists. So it's definitely not, you know, it's definitely not um, Bobby Fish. He's definitely not the worst signing. But no, this is a good tag team match right here. We know the Unbucks are still not cleared. You know, I think eventually they will be cleared to wrestle because 
We know that Undisputed Era versus the Elite match is coming up soon. You know, I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, with Kenny Omega out for a long time, who takes that spot right there? Like, maybe it is Cody, which I've been saying, you know, I'm going to bring it up to my buddy Todd pretty soon. Because he's been, you know, he's been one of the guys that are really advocating for the Super Click versus the Undisputed Era when it happens. And it's going to happen soon. But um, the question is when. And we don't know just yet. But again, back to the match right here, you know, I was enjoying it towards the end right here. Like I said, at first, Orange was doing his, you know, comedic things. I was just like, all right, come on, can we wrestle now? Come on, it's getting a little bit annoying right here. Like, Adam Cole wasn't really selling it at all. He was just kind of like, whatever. And same with Bobby Fish as well. They just, you know, like, let's, let's go on with the match. Even I'm saying to myself, can we just wrestle here, please? All right, like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Pockets, pockets, pockets. Okay, let's wrestle, please. But towards the end, it started to get really good, especially when Orange Cassidy was... I was entertained by this when he was flying on Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. You know, Willie Yuta did a really nice splash on the top rope. I believe he did it on... Uh, may have been Bobby Fish. So I like that right there. Willie Yuta did some pretty cool shit in this match. He's becoming one of my favorites. I like Willie Yuta. You know, the way he got jobbed out to Wardlow. I mean, I understand they want to make Wardlow look really strong, but, you know, I was like, okay, to be honest. Like, with that match, I feel like I made... And especially when Willie Uta got jobbed out big time by John Moxley. Where Moxley just went in that match, beat him up a little bit, and hit him with a paradigm shift and said, it's over. <laughs> and that was fucking fast. I was like, Jesus Christ. But, um... Oh, he's definitely one of my favorite wrestlers right now in AEW. He's becoming one of my favorites. You know, I, I see a lot of potential in him. You know, towards the end right here, I really thought Cassidy and Yuta were going to win. It was close, but no cigar on that one. Really, Yuta was on the top rope, and Adam Cole got Orange Cassidy out of the ring. And Bobby Fish did an avalanche falcon arrow from the top rope. What a spot right there. The crowd in Chicago popped for it. One, two, three. Bobby Fish and Adam Cole, baby, get the win over Orange Cassidy and Willie Yuta. So a good opener to start off Rampage. I enjoyed it. Especially the finish right there. That was a really good finish. Like seeing that av- like that avalanche uh, Falcon Arrow. That was really good. That was a good spot. That was easily the best spot in the match. Probably the best spot in the show. So we did go, we did go backstage... And we saw the premier athlete, Tony Nese, with Tony Schiavone. You know, and Tony Nese hasn't officially wrestled on Dynamite or Rampage just yet. All of his wins have come on a dark and dark elevation. So he hasn't wrestled He hasn't wrestled on AEW TV just yet. So he brought up Sammy Guevara. Because, you know, he's been in the crowd for Sammy Guevara, you know, TNT title matches. You know, and Tony Nese brought up that Jay Lethal... Uh, Bobby Fish and who else did he bring up? Uh, he brought up one other guy. I don't think I don't think he said Miro. Oh, he said Ethan Page. So Ethan Page, Bobby Fish, and Jay Lethal weren't ready or they didn't do their homework on Sammy Guevara. But he's done his, you know, and he's gonna beat Sammy Guevara. And then Sammy Guevara here he came. The TNT champion Sammy Guevara got in Tony Nese's face saying he hasn't done shit here in AEW. Well, yeah, other than not wrestling on TV, you know, he has once matches on Dark and Dark Elevation, so he kind of has done shit, but he hasn't done shit, like, on regular TV. So Tony Nese challenged him for the TNT title. Sammy Guevara accepts. 
So I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm looking forward to this match. This match should be good. And then Tony Nese knocked him down, saying, you know, that he's ready for Sammy Guevara and he's going to beat him. So that match is going to be a really good match. And Tony Nese is definitely a good sign for AEW. He hasn't got the graphic yet. Like the Tony Nese's All Elite graphic. He hasn't gotten that yet. So I don't know if he signed just yet. I don't know if he signed because there was a rumor that he did sign, but they haven't, like, you know, showed the graphic for him. Unless they're going to do it after the match they wrestle in. Which makes sense. Okay. I mean, that would make sense. Fine. Unless maybe he's only there for a few matches, maybe. Maybe he's not there full-time with AEW. But if he is if he is signed with AEW, that's a good signing. You know, I like Tony Nese in the Cruiserweight division back on 205 Live and WWE. I think he had his first match on WWE television that wasn't the Cruiserweight Classic like it was after their Clash of Champions I believe I think he wrestled um, I don't know if he wrestled Mustafa Ali or TJ Perkins but I was blown away by Tony Nese just like I was blown away by Grand Mentalik when he wrestled his first match on WWE television I was like oh my god but waste of talent you know what are you gonna do those guys you could push to the moon right there you know whatever what it is. But now we get to the next match right here. The Black Friday deal match between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the AW Women's World Champion, versus Riho. And if Riho wins, she will get a title shot, or so you could say she'll get a rematch for her AW Women's World Championship shot. Because Riho, ever since she lost to Nyla Rose back in February of last year, she hasn't had a rematch. And, you know, that was mostly due to, you know, when COVID hit, she went back to Japan for a year. So ever since she's been back, she has not gotten a rematch. So it's been a long, long time. And here's the funny thing, though. Britt Baker is never beating... She's never beaten Riho. Because they faced off for the AEW Women's World title back in October of 2019. That was Riho's first title defense. And she beat Britt Baker. And they also wrestled in a four-way match back in uh, January of last year. It was... um, it was Riho, Statlander, Britt Baker, and I believe Nyla Rose in that match, and Rio retained. And she pinned Britt Baker. So Britt Baker has not beaten Rio just yet. And I'm sure that's in her head right there. So that's pretty good storytelling. Okay, wow, she hasn't beaten Rio just yet. And every time the commentators are saying, you know, Rio, I always think of Jim Cornette say, Rio. <laughs> Alright, so every time I hear her name now, it's fucking funny. But um, no, to be honest, like, I like Riho. You know, for a small girl, she is really good in the ring, to be honest. Like, I like the match she had with um, Nyla Rose. Not when she won the title, when Nyla Rose beat her for the title. It's not because Nyla Rose beat her. It was just a really good match. And the crowd was popping for it. I believe they were in Austin, Texas. Like, Texas was popping for that match. You know, because Rio was taking such a beating in that match. And she's like, oh my god, like how how is she fucking taking this beating and not staying down? But it was a really good match. That match was awesome. Like I love that match. I'm gonna go back and watch that match right there. That match was crazy. I especially love the match that she had with Serena Deeb uh, on Dynamite. I didn't see the one at Double Nothing because I don't watch the pre-show, like I said, for any uh, you know, any pay-per-view. But her and Serena Deep put on a really good match. I believe, was that in February of this year? In that, that tournament, that god-awful tournament they had right there for the women. 
where it led to Karo Shida versus Ryu Mizunami. That match was terrible at Revolution. Like, don't know why that happened, but uh, okay. It would have been nice just getting Shida versus Ryu. That would have been great. That match would have been so much better. I don't know why they just didn't do that instead. It would have been way better than that fucking Mizunami versus Shida match. That match is horrible. But, um... We did see uh, Jamie Hayter and Rebel at ringside. Rebel was expected. I didn't think Jamie Hayter was going to be at ringside after Britt Baker cost her a match against Thunder Rose in the TBS Women's uh, Championship Tournament. So I was pretty surprised to see Jamie Hayter out there. Like, you could definitely tell at some point Jamie Hayter is going to leave Britt Baker and Rebel. And we will get we will get that mini feud between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter before they go for Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Because, you know, that's the big money match right there. That's the big money match. Oh, that match is going to be crazy. When they, when, they go, when they go at it for the title, it's going to be insane. It's going to be absolutely insane. But, um... And, yeah, like I said, like, during this match right here, you can see Britt Baker. She had a lot of control in this match. You know, Rio did fly on her and Rebel early on right there outside the ring. But Britt Baker had most, you know, control in this match. She was getting to Riho, you know, I think I'm thinking, okay, maybe she'll beat Riho right here. But I kind of did call it. I said, like, you know, they should do Riho versus Britt Baker with Riho, you know, getting her rematch. Because it's totally right she gets a rematch. Um, and I, I, like I said, I know a lot of people don't like Riho, but to be honest, like I said, for her size, she is good in the ring. That's just my opinion. That could be, you know, you could say it's a false opinion. It's just not true. Well, that's an opinion doesn't have to be, you know, correct. It's an opinion. It might not be, like, a great opinion for anybody else, but I personally like Riho in the ring. Would I want to see her win another championship in the future? Not really, in my opinion. I mean, maybe the TBS women's title down the line, sure, they could really build her as a big underdog. Just don't have her beat Jade Cargill. Don't do that. That would, that would ruin Jade Cargill. Because you know Jade Cargill is going to win the TBS Women's title. So don't do that. Like, if you want to have somebody beat Jade Cargill, let it be anybody else but Rio. Let it be anybody else. Okay, not Rebel either. Rebel's not good in the ring. So, so no. Any, anybody, anybody else. But, um... Again, I did enjoy this match. You know, we didn't really see Jamie Hayter helping out as much. He did take out Rio a little bit, but that was about it. She really didn't do... Anything else in this match to help Britt Baker? You could tell there was a lot of tension right there. And I was pretty surprised by the finish. I was really surprised. Because Rio got a roll-up pin on Britt Baker. And she beat her. Britt Baker. This is the very first time Britt Baker's been pinned as the AEW Women's World Championship. That's the very first time she's been pinned as AEW Women's World Champion. And I'm I'm pretty surprised. I was really surprised and caught off guard watching this match. I was like, oh, wow. She actually got pinned. That's the very first time Britt Baker's been pinned as AEW Women's World Champion. Like, damn. Like, the last time Britt Baker lost was to... Uh, well, last time she lost to Thunder Rosa back in um, back on St. Patrick's Day Slam in the unsanctioned match. I was like, really surprised to see Britt lose this match right here. I really was. But I'm looking forward to seeing the rematch right here because now 
Rio's 3-0 over Britt Baker. So it's like four times has to be the charm for Britt Baker to take down Rio. And don't worry, guys. Rio's not winning. She's not winning the belt. It's going to go to Thunder Rosa. We all know that. I think people should know that by now. But I thought this match was, you know, it was decent, in my opinion. It was a decent match, you know. Great to see Riho wrestle back on TV again. I think it was the first time we've seen her wrestle on TV since she wrestled Serena Deeb. I believe that's the last time we saw her wrestle on TV. Because I, I don't remember the last time we saw her on TV until now. Like, wrestling-wise. Because I know she did appear to help uh, Ruby Soho back in uh, September on her Dynamite debut. After a match with Jamie Hayter. So, it's been, so I know Rio has wrestled on Dark and Dark Elevation. So it's been a while since we've seen her on AEW TV. But she had a decent match with Britt Baker. She's now going to get a title shot. She's getting a rematch. She's getting her rematch. So, <laughs> it's almost two years in the making, which is crazy. It really is. But I think it'll be a good match right here for the championship. And now Britt Baker can get revenge against her. Because, you know... Riho beat her when she was champion. So now Britt Baker's chance to beat her when she's champion. So that's pretty good right there. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the rematch. You know, because it's only fair she gets a rematch Rio. It's only fair. It's only fair. You know, hopefully Sheeta gets a rematch at some point. Like maybe she'll get against Thunder Rosa. Which would be actually really good. Because they faced off for the belt when Sheeta was champion. So that would be fine. But um, I believe this match will happen at uh, Winter is Coming in a couple weeks. So I think that would be the perfect place to do it. Because I believe at Battle for the Belts, they should do Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter. That's when they should do that match. It would be the perfect time to do it. I, I wouldn't build a month around Britt Baker and Riho. I would only build like a couple weeks around that feud. I wouldn't build a whole month over it. I, w- I wouldn't do that. No, nah, I'm good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that at all. But now let's get to the main event of the evening. We got the Mad King, Eddie Kingston, versus Red Death, Daniel Garcia. And I got to say right here, Daniel Garcia really is a main event player. He really is. You know, he hasn't main evented uh, Dynamite yet. You know, he was there with uh, 2.0, of course, but he didn't main event. He wasn't in the match. You know, uh, when 2.0 main evented back in Jersey in September, and I was at that show, really good show, by the way. Um, you know, Daniel Garcia has main evented on Rampage a couple times against uh, John Moxley, wish him well, uh, Darby Allen, and now Eddie Kingston. So that's kind of funny because Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen, John Moxley, they all teamed up with each other right there. So that's, that's pretty ironic. It is pretty ironic right there. But no, this really was like an ass kicking type of match. Like it had like a slow pace to it. Towards the end, you know, it had a slow pace towards the end of the match right there, which made sense. You know, but these two were really beating the hell out of each other towards the end of the match. And it was pretty funny, like, you know, when they do the interviews before the main event, how Eddie Kingston just, like, really wanted no part of it. He was just, like, you know, letting them talk. He's just like, yeah, blah, 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 and all that shit. But, um, no, I really like Daniel Garcia. This kid is really good. Like, he reminds me a lot of a young Daniel Bryan. Or Bryan Daniels, I should say. See, now, you see how used to, I'm, I'm so used to calling him Daniel Bryan. It's going to take a while for me to, like, never say Daniel Bryan again. Just Bryan Danielson. But he reminds me a lot of a young Bryan Danielson. He really does. 
because he kind of looks like him just a little bit. Like, I don't know if some people see it. Like, I don't know if Daniel Garcia has that same charisma as Brian Danielson. I mean, he's still young. Was Garcia, like, 22, 23? So, oh, yeah, he's extremely young. But the fact that he's getting in the main event, you know AEW sees him very highly right here. They definitely see Daniel Garcia as a main event guy for the future. And you can say, oh, it's Rampage, Rampage. Well, once he starts main eventing Dynamite, you'll definitely say different. You know, it'll be really nice, though, if he can actually have his first main event against, like, Chris Jericho. Because, you know, Chris Jericho's kind of involved with 2.0 in a feud. That would be really cool to see. Imagine Daniel Garcia beating Chris Jericho in the main event Dynamite. Or even Rampage. Or even Rampage. Just imagine that. A win over Chris Jericho. Like, by himself, though. No 2.0 interference. He beats him by himself. Could you imagine that? That would be huge. But also a match I really want to see is definitely Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson. Like, that's, that's the obvious match I want to see. And I think that's obvious for everybody, too. That's a dream match. Like, that is a fucking dream match. But, um... No, but these two put on a really good main event. And especially, I loved it towards the end. Like, you know, I was thinking, okay, the pace is getting a little bit slow in this match right here. But they were just slapping each other, chopping each other. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's good it was slow pace right there. They were just beating the hell out of each other. You know, and Eddie Kingston did injure his uh, leg during this match. And Garcia was going after it. And Kingston, anytime Kingston would take control, he wouldn't be able to really... And not like take control, like he would like hit a suplex on on uh, Garcia and he couldn't get back up for a second. So like, he didn't have like the momentum at times. Like he, like it, like it seemed like he had it, but he really didn't have it. Like okay, he takes down Garcia, but now he can't get back up. So he's not taking advantage of Garcia being down. Is what I'm trying to say. That's what I meant to say. So it's like shit. So Garcia keeps getting right back up, and it's like oh, it's like kind of ironic how Garcia kept landing in the corner where 2.0 is right there. Like his buddies are right there to help him. And, you know, 2.0, to be honest, like, I, I want to be completely honest with you guys. I'm not a huge fan of them. Like, they're they're funny. They're not that bad in the ring, you know. I'm not, like, a huge fan of them. I'm a huge fan of Garcia. Just 2.0 as a whole right there. Like, those two guys, Parker and Lee. Eh. Not a huge fan, to be honest. Just not really. It was nice to see the main event, Dynamite, a couple months ago against Mox and Kingston. But, uh, but Daniel Garcia is where the money's at. Daniel Garcia is where the money is at. So I would like to see him separate himself from those two guys in the future. Like, not, not, not like right now. Not right now. You don't have to do it now. Like, maybe sometime next year, like mid-next year, late next year. That's fine by me. You know, but not, not right now. Don't rush it. You know, but um, I just want to see him on his own. Because he can really thrive on his own. Because I really do see him as a future world champion in this company. He's going to be a big star. He's going to be. He's going to be a huge star in this company. He really is. Like I said, the fact that he's this young, main eventing Rampage. Like I said, I know it's Rampage. Or people could say, oh, it's just Rampage, not Dynamite. But like I said, once he starts main eventing Dynamite, things are going to be a whole lot different. That's all I'm going to say. But no, like I said, I love the beating in the end right there. And Eddie Kingston was trying to go for his finisher and he missed. But then he got Garcia with it for the second time. After he missed it the first time, he pinned Garcia 1-2-3. And the Mad King, Eddie Kingston, gets the win over Red Death, Daniel Garcia in the main event of Rampage. A good show. 
but not over yet because after the match we did see 2.0 Matt Lee and Jeff Parker attack Eddie Kingston and here came Chris Jericho he came right off commentary and got in the ring and went right after and went right after 2.0 we saw Matt Lee run away but he took out Jeff Parker so a Chris Jericho Eddie Kingston alliance hmm you know, there's a lot of history with Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Maybe Eddie Kingston gets Santana and Ortiz away from Jericho. That's a possibility. I don't think they're going to go that route. I don't think they're going to keep turning Eddie heel and face and doing that shit. He's a baby face. Well, not really a baby face. He's just a face. He's not like a baby face where everybody feels sorry for Kingston. And it's like this and that. He's not that kind of, he's not that kind of face. You know what I mean? Um, be, I mean, that would be something, though. Imagine that. Could you just imagine that right there? That would be something. But, um, you know, a little alliance between Jericho and Kingston, that would be, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool seeing them maybe team up just a little bit. Or even like a feud between Jericho and Kingston would be great. That would be a good feud, too. That would be a good match. Especially the promo between those two guys would be great. We'll see what happens right there. We'll see what happens on Dynamite and see if they uh, get back into it. You know, we'll see where they go with that. But now, speaking of Dynamite, we look to Dynamite now for next week. Potentially the main event right here, we got Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes in an Atlanta street fight. Because after the eight-man tag match back on Dynamite, we saw Andrade El Idolo attack Cody Rhodes and hit him, hit him with his finisher outside the ring. So potentially that might be the main event for Dynamite this Wednesday coming up. Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes in an Atlanta street fight. Looking forward to that match. We'll see how Cody, uh, what kind of reaction Cody gets in his hometown. Um, we got we got Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho in the semifinals in the TBS Women's Championship Tournament. And the winner will face Nyla Rose. We also have Brian Danielson versus Alan Angels, number five. Alan Angels is from Atlanta, Georgia. And he'll be facing the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. And we also got the Gun Club, Billy Gunn, and Colton Gunn versus Sting and Darby Allen. A battle of two undefeated teams. I'm surprised doing this match this fast. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. They're getting it out of the way. All right. Sting and Billy Gunn going at it. That should be something. All right. See how that match goes. And there's already two matches announced for Rampage so far. We got the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, defending his TNT championship against Tony Nese. And we also got the Lucha Bros, Pentel Centamiero and Ray Phoenix, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, defending their AEW World Tag Team titles in a two out of three falls match against the AAA World Tag Team Champions, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, FTR. So, oh, that match is going to be really good. So we already got two good matches for Rampage. And I'm sure, again, people are saying, oh, why are they putting these matches on Rampage? Match deserve to be on Dynamite. Well, you got to get people to tune into Rampage, right? So those are two main event matches right there for Rampage. So tune in right there. And um, we'll see what women's match they add there for Rampage. I'm sure they'll add on, uh, on Dynamite. They'll, you know, add that match for Rampage. But all right, I'm looking forward to Dynamite next week. I'm especially looking forward to Rampage. Rampage is going to be fucking fire. It definitely is next week. 
But all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Enjoy the rest of your night. I will talk to you guys tomorrow to talk about the New York Islanders COVID outbreak. And, of course, on Monday. On a Monday, I'll talk to you guys about the 2021 MLB offseason so far. And then Tuesday, I'll make my Week 13 predictions for the 2021 NFL season. And then after that, Dynamite Review on Thursday. And then Rampage Review next Saturday. So, a lot of episodes coming your way, guys. But again, guys, enjoy the rest of your night. And I will talk to you guys around the same time tomorrow to talk about the New York Islanders COVID outbreak. Enjoy this episode, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. Talk to you guys tomorrow.